Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of the Derek Brickley Podcast. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about several different topics. The first topic that we are going to talk about is, of course, the big obvious one, is Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, which I haven't seen yet. I am going to go see it tomorrow with my cousin. I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say that they've liked it. I've heard some people say that they didn't like it so much. So, it's hard to say if it has, you know, fans divided when, you know, a good chunk of the people haven't seen it. I know it comes, I think it has this premiere tonight, but don't quote me on that, so, I mean, by the time this goes out, comes out, uh, people may have already seen it, but I'm super excited to go be able to see this new, uh, episode 9, you know, some people say that they like the new, uh, trilogy of movies, and then some people... Don't like it, you know, that, that, that that's totally fine, and, like, I'm a big fan, I, I absolutely loved The Force Awakens, and it had some people divided on The Last, The, uh, Last Jedi, but that's another film that I thought was a really good film in the next new trilogy, yeah, it has some issues, but, you know, like, all movies have some issues, but I thought, I thought overall it was a really good, solid entry. So, I don't know where I'm going to stand after I see it. I'm excited to see how this saga ends and where they could possibly go after this. Because I wonder if they're going to pick up maybe a few years after Episode 9 or... If they are indeed going to do like a Knights of the Old Republic style movie, which I I'm all for, as long as it's not like a prequel series that t- takes place right before like Phantom Menace. Um, but if it's set if it's set like you know a few thousand years before, you know the events of the movies, I'll be totally fine with. It'd be kind of cool. If they did introduce some of the characters from the games into a, a Star Wars movie, and they kind of made that into canon, that that would be pretty cool. But I don't know how everybody would feel about that, especially if you've never played Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic Two, or the uh, the Old Republic game. So I don't know how people would feel about that. Some people may like it, some people may not. Uh, but for me, I, I think it'd be really a cool little idea. Now, again, it's all how they do it, you know, whether they do it in a good way or it's done in a bad way. Because you can have the you know best actors for a TV show, um, but. And it's not executed well. Like, you have to have a good script. 
Now, if you don't have any good ideas for the movie, then it shouldn't happen. Because taking on, like, a Knights of the Old Republic-style movie, there's going to be a lot of pressure for them to do it right. So if they don't have a good story, then they don't need to even do it. Now, an issue that you, you're going to come up is, so with, you know, a lot of diehard, you know, that's what older public fans will want, you know, everything from the game and a movie, where realistically, you can't, you can't really do that. You can't just make it a beat by beat number of the game, because then everybody knows what's going to go on and what's going to happen. So... That's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out as time goes on. But it should, shouldn't be that hard if they know what they're doing. And, you know, I have no, I have no issues with them doing it. I trust in Disney, you know, to do it right. Because, you know. Disney hardly puts out really, really terrible films. You know, they, they may not be good, but like, you know, like very, very terrible films. They they hardly put out those type of movies. You know, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it. You know, Disney ran by Bob Iger has completely turned this company around. Hell, I mean, alone. So far this year, they put out six one billion dollar films. Yeah, yes, I know Avengers Endgame reached over two billion, but just for the sake of argument, they've released six again, six one billion dollar films. And right now, it is projected that just from the uh, three day opening weekend, uh, Rise of Skywalker is going to make two hundred million. It may fall short of that, or it may succeed that. You know, time will tell. But, as of right now, it's projected that Disney will reach $1 billion with, you know, Rise of Skywalker. Which everybody, you know, pretty much knows it will. I mean, because it's a Star Wars property. You know, a franchise that has been going on for well over 40 years. 40 years that we've had Star Wars. I think the very first Star Wars movie came out, what, in 1977, I think it was? So we've been, we, we've known about this entity called Star Wars for decades. You've had people grow up with the old trilogy. You've had people from a new generation when the when the prequels came out and you have newer fans that grew up with the newer the, the newer trilogy so it's good and you having people still discover Star Wars for the very first time and you know some of that is due to the uh, Mandalorian show and speaking of Mandalorian Mandalorian episode 7 was by far the best episode that they have ever done of the show. It was a very entertaining episode. Um, seeing the relationship between Mando, you know, and Baby Yoda was very good. It was very exciting. 
So, and I do like how when they was arm wrestling, Baby Yoda started to force, uh, force Choker because he thought Mando was being hurt. Their relationship has been done right. And this this episode did everything that you wanted to do, you know, further the relationship of the characters and, you know, build on that, you know, and they're building towards, like, their end game for the season, you know, which is what we wanted, more story progression, because the episode before was not, uh, was the episode four after that, I think it was, I think it was episode five that wasn't good, the one on Tatooine, that was, you know, awful, but they, with the last two episodes, they bounced, they absolutely bounced back. I can't remember who directed it. I know that they were saying earlier on the uh, that there was a certain director that directed the you know this episode and a previous episode, and I would have to say she has done the best job out of all the directors on the show. And if this is what we can expect from the Obi Wan series, I have nothing but complete faith in the director that's going to be doing it. The Obi-Wan series should be good in the hands of the right director, and, and she is definitely it. But you had great acting from everybody. Everybody, you know, did the part the way they were supposed to, and it was very entertaining to see these characters grow. And the ending, the ending scene when they when they was doing the negotiation, you know. And they and they started fighting. That was a very good ending. That they, they left you on a cliffhanger ending to build to episode eight. Now episode eight should be good. I'm hoping personally it ends the way we all wanted it end. I know there's been some rumors going around that Baby Yoda might talk. I don't see Baby Yoda talking. They have made no indicate indication that Baby Yoda is going to talk. You know, through episodes, you know, through seven episodes, they haven't really even hinted that that Baby Yoda could talk. Begin. It's still a baby, and I know you know Baby Yoda is fifty years old, but we don't we don't even know what the species Yoda's is, so. They did kind of like a little Home Alone thing where Baby Yoda hid from one of the droids. So that I thought that was really cool, you know. And a lot of people, even non-Star Wars fans, have been watching The Mandalorian. And have now caught the Star Wars bug and going back and watching the movies. I think I would have to agree with what I heard. Uh, it's from a YouTuber named John Campia. Very uh, great guy. He, has, he puts on a very great show every day. He has a lot of dedication. He's always he's always asked, how should you watch the Star Wars movies? Which I think is a really great idea. That so you should watch them by order of release. I would, this is how I would also say how you should watch them because you should watch them the way they come out because you, you will get the full effect and experience the way everybody experienced 
the Star Wars movies for the first time. So that's how I think you should, people should watch them. But you know, is to each their own. Some people like watching them in chronological order, which is fine. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. But again, I've seen all the Star Wars films besides Episode Nine, which again I'm gonna go see tomorrow. But as of right now, I'm watching all of them in chronological order. I finished Episode One and Two. And I finished the uh, Clone Wars movie. Speaking of the Clone Wars movie, that movie was terrible. Absolutely bad. The best part of the movie, you know, was the ending. I think the best part of the entire movie was that they introduced Anakin's Padawan in the uh, movie. I think that would have to be almost the only redeeming quality of that entire Clone Wars movie because besides all the rest of it, it was absolutely terrible. I would not recommend that movie to anyone. Now, the Clone Wars TV series, which is set, you know, bridges, you know, into episode three. It's been really good. I I do like the little, little TV series that they have. I've been watching that on Disney Plus. I'm on episode two, like episode four. So it's been good. I do recommend. You know, if you haven't checked out the Clone Wars TV show, you should definitely check it out. It is a phenomenal watch. There's like six seasons, and then uh, I'm going to watch episode three again. Out of the prequels, episode one and two were, were, were absolutely terrible. Episode three has to be the best one out of the prequels. Because they set up a lot of things that lead into the, you know, fourth Star Wars film. You know, it's our first official look at Darth Vader. So for that, you know, the indie duel scene was was good too, but because of all that, I think it's rated a lot higher than the other two. The pod racing scene in the first one was good. Really, I, I do love the pod racing scene. That was absolutely a thing of beauty. Second one was just a love fest between Anakin and Padme. It was. It really had no redeeming qualities. Um, besides that, it was just a prequel. That that's about it. That's all I can really say about it. Because after rewatching it, man, that movie could put you to sleep. If you was thinking about watching the Star Wars movie, I I would not say that I would recommend watching it. But again. All film is subjective, you know. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean you won't like it. You know, that's the cool thing about films. And a little side note, I don't know if it's going to work or not. But I'm trying to set up a voice message thing. So you guys can send in your voice messages. I'm going to try to work work that out. You guys try to send in your voice messages. If it doesn't work, I apologize. But I am trying to get that going. 
it's taking me a little bit of time to figure it out, how, you know, the ins and outs of it. So, if it works, that's good. If it don't, I will try even harder to get it working. Um, our ne- on to the next topic. And the next topic is, it's kind of like a sports-related thing. We are getting so close to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl will happen in February. And we're almost all the way through December already. The end of the year, 2019, is almost here. And it is, you know, the time has went by so fast. But the Super Bowl is approaching. And... I think that the uh, Baltimore Ravens have the best chance of making it. And I I think they just have the best offensively and defense, defensive line. They, they're one of the best teams in the league. You know, Kansas City could also sneak in there. You know, Patrick Mahomes is no slouch either. He, he's showing that he is a great, you know, quarterback. At the position, and so, I mean, so is Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to be a star. Both of them are. But there's also another quarterback that has been doing terrible this season, terrible, and that's uh, Baker Mayfield, who has been playing like garbage. Been playing absolute terrible. You know, some people say you should you you should cut him some slack because you know there's a new head coach. You know, this is the first year head coach, but Freddie Kitchens hasn't done what he's needed to do to get this team into winning shape. I'm just gonna throw it out there: there is no way that the Cleveland Browns are making a Super Bowl. I mean, no way they're making the playoff Super Bowl. Uh, that team is not going to make the Super Bowl under the leadership of Freddie Kitchens. I was optimistic, you know, at the beginning of the season when I was watching some of their YouTube stuff about, like, the training and what went into it. I was optimistic that, you know, the Browns would have a good chance because they have, you know, a great, two great wide receivers. You know, they got... Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best wide receivers in the game. But they haven't been able to put it together. And I would have to say what... I'm just going to have to say my opinion on it. It may be unpopular. Some people may not like it. But I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to is going to be a star. The star that people think he is going to be for the Cleveland Browns. He is a decent player, quarterback at best. Decent. Which is which is alright, but he is not a guy I think that you should build your team around. You know, going, you know, five, six years. Because he ain't going, I'm sorry, I don't think he's going to lead the Cleveland Browns or any team to a Super Bowl. There are so many great quarterbacks that are coming up that or more hungry than what he seems to be 
And that is no knock against him, you know. He had a great, you know, first year last year. But he's just been on a downward, uh, you know, spiral since then. And the frustration is showing, you know, on the sidelines. The team fight with each other. Them not communicating right. You know, it's, it's a shame that this is happening. But at the same time, people have to be prepared that this team may have to blow it up again. Because, you know, some people say say they should get rid of uh, Freddy Kitchens. And some people say they shouldn't. I'm in the camp that they should. But, you know, you got to be prepared that when they do, if they do get rid of Freddy Kitchens, that the new head coach can come in and clean house. You know, and bring in his guys and want to bring in some of the players that he wants in. And if I, if, and if I'm Baker Mayfield, I would be a little bit worried because they could find, potentially find a better quarterback in the upcoming 2020 draft than what they have now. You know, it's going to take a new, and let's just say if they do get a, you know, a new quarterback. In the draft, it's going to take them a little time to, you know, develop him, you know, get him ready. But I think that's the route they should go, go unless they can find a way to trade Baker Mayfield off for a better quarterback. But I don't know what team would want to take him of how bad he's been playing. I mean, it's not just him, you know. There's been... Not that great quarterbacks, you know, in the league before. Look at, uh, what's his name, uh, Case Keenum, who is not a great quarterback at all. He's never been. He won a few games a few times, you know, with the L.A. Rams when they was the, uh, Los, you know, Los Angeles Rams. No, the St. Louis Rams. My bad. My bad. But... He was terrible when it was the St. Louis Rams. And then when they wanted to be the Los Angeles Rams, he was terrible for them too. And then he went on to a different team, and he playing just as bad. So it's not just Baker Mayfield. Yes, I know Baker Mayfield is a little bit better than him. But, you know, it might not be the best comparison. But there has been bad quarterbacks in the NFL before. And... You know, with again with guys like Lamar Jackson, you know Patrick Mahomes, you got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, even you know New Orleans backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's. You know, a lot of great quarterbacks in the league that can still go out there and play better than Baker Mayfield. And so with with all these collection of talent QBs, you know, he's going to keep falling down against some of these great players in the league. Um, so it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I don't know what they can do besides potentially, again, besides potentially trade Baker Mayfield or... Trade Odell Beckham Jr., which, you know, might, as some people say, would be blasphemous. 
But at some point, you're going to have to make a change somewhere. And it could be either at the QB position or the wide receiver position. But uh, then you might have to get rid of Odell's friend, you know, Jarvis Landry. So you might have to get rid of him too, who's also a very decent quarterback, wide receiver. You know, there's been some disappointing teams. I mean, look at the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys won the last game. The Cowboys have been largely a disappointment this season. I've talked about it before here on the podcast. But since they play in a weaker division, as of right now, by default, they're they're in the playoffs. So all they have to do is, you know, win, win one or two more games to officially secure their spot in the playoffs. Unless, you know, they lost the last two, three games and somehow the Eagles won and they took their spot. I don't see that happening because the Eagles have not been playing that great. I wouldn't mind the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. But I don't see them even making the playoffs. And again, this is coming from a Bears fan. On what teams I think could win it. And I would love nothing more for my team to make the Super Bowl. But that's highly unlikely. I'm not going to be one of those fans that just because my team doesn't make it. That I'm going to crap on uh, on everybody else's team. Look, the situation that's going on with the Patriots and this whole cheating scandal, I think, is an excuse just to try to bring them down again, like it was with the uh, the Flight Gate scandal. I think it's it's just another attempt to try to undermine them. You know whether it's true or not. People will use it as evidence to say that they are not that great of a team. When the only reason why most people hate the team so badly is because they were so dominant for so many years. I mean, people will be saying the same thing about my team or your team if they was dominating and went to, you know, six Super Bowl, won six Super Bowls, but been to nine. You know, people will be saying the same thing, you know. So it's a thing is, you know, look, I don't I don't hate the Patriots like a lot of people do. And this is, again, coming from a Bears fan. The Patriots are a great team that whether you like it or not, you should want whatever team's in the Super Bowl to win. If you're just a pure football fan, you can put your, you know, biases aside and root for a team in the Super Bowl. I, do, I mean, I do it every year. Even though my team doesn't make it, I still pick a team that I want to win the Super Bowl. And it has right now. If they make it, I want the Baltimore Ravens to win. I want Lamar Jackson to finally get his first Super Bowl ring and Super Bowl championship. It would be a great moment in his young, young career who is potentially Possibly going to be filled with many Super Bowls and playoff, big playoff moments to come. So it's going to be interesting to see. I know there's a few shows out there that are absolute killing, killing right now. Because uh, I know I heard The Witcher just came out. People are liking that. I haven't seen it. I played a little bit of the games. 
I haven't played enough of the games to know a good chunk of the story. Yeah, I know people are talking about The Witcher, how it's a good show. I haven't seen it yet, and some people say it's hard to follow if you haven't read the comics. No, I haven't read the comics to it yet, so I don't know if I will watch it. Just for the fact that people say it, it can be hard to follow. But then again, some people say that they have no issue with it. And then I heard The Boys is really good. You know, that's doing really good. I might have to check that shit. I might have to check The Boys out. So, you know, there's a lot of great shows coming out. And I just got done uh, about, what was that, a week ago? I watched a show on Netflix called V-Wars. Uh, which was, I thought was a really good show. I thought the story was good. I think it was, I thought it was an interesting take on vampires. It's and it stars uh, Ian Summerholder who played you know if a lot a lot of people might know from the Vampire Diaries. I thought that was a very fantastic show. You know I thought it was well thought out, uh, good acting, you know great cast. Just again the story was good. It and it's a definitely a show I would that I would recommend to people. You know, so, and I got my aunt watching it. She absolutely loved the show, too. Um, another show that I watched on Netflix, it's not a Netflix original. It comes on the CW, is, which is the uh, Charmed show. Now, I would be, first one, admit, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. I heard when, when they announced that show, was coming back. The first thought I had is, why? Why the hell are they doing it if it's not going to have original cast? That was my first thought. I can, I can say I've done too. But I gave the show a chance, and I'm going to have to say that I think the Charmed show, the new one, in some aspects, is better. Than the original, I've just I think that they've done quite a bit of few things on it. I I kind of like the sisters more than the original. I think the story is a little bit more fleshed out than again than the original. I I don't have no problem with them changing you know the names, the last name of the sisters. You know, and you know, changing a little aspect. I'm totally fine with it. That it wants to be its own original thing. I'm. You got to give a show a chance, or a movie a chance. That just because they don't have the originals. It's like again, I bring I, I use them as an example again. It's like what John Campion said on the show. On the show, I think it was today, is that no matter. How you feel about a movie, if they remake it, doesn't devalue the original movie. Because the original movie is still there. And I think that is totally 100% true. Look, if you hate the new Charm show, you still have the original. It doesn't devalue what they did with the original show. 
So I think that that principle applies to shows too. Is that, you know, people say, well, they shouldn't remake, you know, you know, the, the show, you know, whatever show. Why not? If it's terrible, it doesn't hurt how much you love the original. And if it's, if it's good, hell, now you have two. So, and after thinking about it, you know, there's certain things that, you know, that shouldn't be done. Like, I said for a long time that they shouldn't make a Forrest Gump too. Very great movie. I, I think it's probably one of the best movies ever to be made. But that might be debatable. You know, there was rumors for a long time that they was going to make a Forrest Gump too, without Tom Hanks. Now, I'm coming around right. You know, it'd be interesting to see what they could do with the story. Because, again, you know, just because it doesn't have the original guy, if they want to make a reboot or a sequel, if it, if it's not good, we still have the original. And, and if the sequel would would be good, could be good, then we have another fantastic movie. Now, I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do. You know, I think those rumors came out like a few years ago, and they never went forward with it. Because, uh, again, I think it's one of those things is that if we don't have a good enough script, we're not going to go ahead, you know, and do the project. Because that's where a lot of sequels and remakes fail. It's that they don't take, you know, what made the original, you know, popular. You know, which is fine. They want to go in a new, unique direction, which I think is a, which is fine. But it's it brings me to like what they did with Frozen too. The person that made Frozen 2 said that we're not going to make it unless we feel that we can out-top the first one. Now, did they? I would say no. But it was still a very well-made movie. And I know, you know, you know that's, that's a different genre of movies. It's, you know, you know, like live-action movies to animated movie. I know that's totally different. But, you know, it's still the kind of like the same principle. Um, and I'm sure it's hard making a uh, live action and anime movie. I'm not a person that can, you know, speak on what goes into making movies. I'm not in the movie business. You know, I don't have no experience in any of that stuff. I just like talking to people about movies, you know, games and TV shows. I think I just think it's fun and talking about sports is it is really a cool idea. Um and speaking of games, I am currently playing the game. I was just playing it before I started this podcast. Um which is Batman Arkham Knight. Now I've played the game for a little bit, I played it for like a total of five minutes before, like two years ago, and then like was it six months ago in September that they made it free with PlayStation Plus? I downloaded it. Well, I put it in my library. 
I said maybe one day I will go to it. And I started playing the game. And I just thought it was a really good game. Now there's certain issues that I have. I started playing it because I started watching, uh, I was watching Dake Ops, uh, you know, Batman game, uh, play. So I, and I was just like, man, I want to play Batman now. So I, I downloaded it. It's, it's a really good game. I thought it was one of the worst Batman games, but after playing it, it's not really all that terrible. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Batmobile stuff. I think that it could not use that portion of it. But, again, you know, some people do like that aspect of it. I'm not a big fan of the uh, Batmobile doing the challenges with the vehicle. That might be just because I'm terrible at driving games. I'll be the first to admit I'm absolutely terrible. Um, so, beyond that, though, the combat is, is nice. The cutscenes are, are, are good. The story has been good so far. Again, I'm not that far in. I'm not that far into the story. I have never completed this game. I played Batman Arkham Asylum. I think I played City. I'm not for sure. I can't. I can't really remember if I played that one. Um, I'm. I think by getting played at PlayStation Now and playing some of the older ones before Arkham Knight, you know, to get caught up on the story through those games. But it's it's a really good game if you've never played Batman Arkham Knight. You should, you should at least give it a try. Now, if you want to play the other ones to get caught up on a story, because, again, Arkham Knight is a sequel to the other ones, so you, you might want to play, you know, you know, Origins, you know, City, and, you know, you know Insane Asylum, Arkham Asylum. You know, you might want to play those games before you play uh, Arkham Knight. You don't have to, but for the sake of the story, you might want to. You know, there's a game I still have to beat, which I plan on beating before the end of the year, and which is on my Switch, which is uh, Bayonetta 2. I started it a few months ago. <laughs> I haven't finished it. You know, there's, there's still several games for the Switch that I want to get. Uh, I still got to get Ultimate Smash Bros., I still I I still gotta pick up that game, you know. And then we you got we got Breath of the Wild two coming out in a, a few years. Breath of the Wild uh the first one was good. Now a problem I have with that game is that your weapons break. I think for a Zelda game that your weapons shouldn't break is it was the one gripe that I do have about the game. You know the free roaming was excellent. The story was good. It was challenging all all in the right spots. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Master Sword having to recharge. Because once you use the Master Sword for so long, it had to recharge for like 10 minutes, I think. It was either 5 or 10 minutes. I want to say 10. 
I just, I don't like that. I thought once you got the Master Sword, it should be, you can use it whatever. But I know that they added that in where you have to do, you know, like into like a DLC. But you have to do like these trials, which you have like no weapons. And you have to go to like, what is it, like eight different trials or something like that. I just, I just wasn't a fan of that aspect of it. I thought it could be better, you know. So, I think from that standpoint that we need, they need to readjust that for number two. I'm excited to play it. Um, again, there's several games that I haven't played. I heard the new po uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield's good. I used to, I, I, me and my two cousins used to play Pokemon all the time when we was kids. That was the craze back in the day. You know, when we used to play Pokemon on our old little Game Boys. Yes, I am, I'm, I am going back, you know, very well in the past, like early 2000s. You know, on the original Game Boy. So, it's... I think I think I had Pokemon Blue, and my cousin had mm, Pokemon Red. I think he had Yellow too. But those games were fun. Do graphics? Do the graphics on those games hold up to today? No, but again, it was it was it was a fun time. You know, then we of course we had the Game Boy Advanced. Uh. I've played pretty much every system that's come out. Because my dad uh, has owned pretty much all the systems. So I grew up playing, you know, the Atari, the Sega, you know, the Dreamcast, you know, all the older ones. I think the only system has a right now that I don't own, and I don't own the Wii U, and I don't own an Xbox One. Um, besides those two, I've played pretty much all the systems to have come out. And that was one reason why I wanted to get the Switch, which, the Switch is a very good system in its own. I do think what has both PlayStation and Nintendo beat, I mean, both PlayStation and Xbox beat, is that I do like the fact that it is a home console, but it's also handheld. So if you want to play on the go, you can play on the go. If you want to just play as a home console, you can play as a home console. I think that's really cool. You know, will they try to come out with a new version of the Switch in the next 3-4 years? I think they will. Whether it's a completely new console or just like a revision of the Switch. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. But as of right now, they don't need to come out with another Switch because it's still selling good. They just came out with another version, the Switch Lite, which I think is a handheld only console. It doesn't come with the dock, and the Joy Cons don't remove. But with the one that can, Joy Cons can be removed. You can do a lot. There's a lot of options where you can customize your Joy-Cons, where you want it to look like a Nintendo 64, you know, and other things. That is really cool. I think you could do that 
with the PlayStation 4 controller and Xbox. But it's a little bit more trickier, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Now, I've never customized any of my controllers, just because I'm a cheapskate like that. Um, I just keep the uh, consoles the way that they come. So, for me, the Switch has been a very good console. You know, but my PlayStation 4 has been a good console too. So, I'm tempted to get an Xbox One just to see what it's like. My dad has an, an Xbox One. I think he has the S. Um, I'm tempted to get the Xbox just to try out like the Game Pass because I've heard nothing but good things with the Game Pass. But right now, you know, the, the Xboxes are a little pricey, you know. I think for like the discless one, it's like one forty nine at GameStop. A refurbished one, so I think it's like one seventy. And then of course you know, of course new, like new, a new Xbox the S was like three hundred dollars. So you know they can be again a little pricey, but I I'm thinking about picking up one. And trying it out. Or I might wait until new consoles come out. Because I am getting me the uh, PlayStation 5 when it comes out. And then I think about getting me the Xbox Series X. I think, the, again, I said I said on last week's episode. That I think that the system looks fantastic. It's not like a big, giant box like most consoles are. It's a smaller one. So, you know, it's easier to fit somewhere. So I think. That's going to be an advantage. That Microsoft has over other consoles. But time will tell. Because new consoles haven't come out yet. And they're not going to be out for a while. I mean we're close. But we're still far away. Um, I think I think that's it for the games. I, I know I'm probably missing some games for the Switch. But again, and you know, it's been a great decade for games across all platforms. And I know it will never go away, but I kind of wish exclusives would go away. I know they're not because every console needs their own exclusive to help sell their consoles. Nintendo has their own exclusive. Microsoft does. Sony does. Um... Uh, that's one reason I think why the PS4 sold so well. It's because, you know, they they got the bundle Spider-Man with the PS4. But if you would have had it on other consoles, you know, they can't just bundle it, you know, as exclusive. Same thing with Gears, you know. You know, and Nintendo with their stuff, you know, like Mario Kart. You, you'll probably never see any Zelda or Mario... On other consoles, because Nintendo would never sell their characters, and a lot of the characters probably to be on other platforms, because those are their two biggest properties, which is Zelda and Mario. It's unfortunate because I guarantee you, right now, that if if they did it, which I don't think they'll ever do, if they remastered, just gave. Ocarina of Time 
um, and updating graphics as far as Nintendo standards, and re and released it on not just the Switch, but the Xbox and PlayStation. You can sell the game at sixty bucks. I guarantee you, people would pre-order that game just to play it again. Because again, just like movies, games can be the same. Thing. Games can be all subjective. But I think, as far as like Nintendo, Ocarina of Time is probably one of their best games that they've ever made. I played that game so many times, and around that time, you know, they would, you know. Pumping out a lot of great games. And you know. A lot of great games have come out over the years. Whether you know it's Ocarina of Time. Metal Gear. Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Uh, you know. Yeah, you, I would say Final Fantasy 10. You had Beyond Two Souls. You know. Spider-Man. The Last of Us. So. So many great games over the years and through the decades. I know we we were running a little bit over, but I just had to get a few more things in. Again, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might release on Twitter or I might do on Facebook my reaction to Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I'll, I'll try to keep you guys updated to my reaction after I see the movie somehow. So, that is going to do it for uh, today's episode of the Derek Podcast, Episode 5. Until next Friday, see ya.